Recovery Radio, KMP3, Thousand Oaks. Ah, yes. You are listening to Podcast on KMP3. I am a member of Alcoholics Anonymous. I will be your host. You can email me at sarcasticbigbook at gmail. You can follow me on Instagram at sarcastic.aa.book. And as always, so glad you're here with me. I don't know if your day is just getting started or it's just winding down or it's somewhere right in the middle, but here we are, you and me. I am glad. Grateful I have no desire to drink or use drugs today. It is a miracle, as far as I'm concerned. Having experienced what I have experienced with the obsession to drink and the obsession to continue drinking, I'm grateful I don't have that right now. I do have a piping hot cup of French roast coffee here from Trader Joe's. It's piping hot today. I just filled it up just before I sat down and it's almost too good. Almost. It's on the cusp of being too powerful. It's not, but it's right there. It's very close. I say this all the time, but I really can't thank you enough for the support of my endeavors. The support for this podcast is just means a lot. And the messages and the emails that I do get mean a lot. If you're debating writing, talk yourself out of it, I would love to hear. I would love to get it. Very moving when I receive an email or a message from somebody because I know that 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 takes time and effort and thought. and That's not lost to me anymore. Things like that used to be really lost on me. I remember one of my first episodes I was talking about. um, My first sober holiday that involved other people was Thanksgiving. And I went over to um, my dad's girlfriend's house 
for Thanksgiving and she put out a bowl of chips and I don't know why that was so profound. It was like, wow, she had to, the longer I was sober, the more I realized like that doesn't just happen, you know, for a long time. It was just, this is here for me. There's no thought behind it, but some that goes, thought goes into that and time and energy. I know it's very obvious sounding, <laughs> but it was not obvious to me at all. It was like, whoa, chips don't just appear out of nowhere. I'm talking about chips, but of course, I mean, so many things. But nonetheless, if you're, you know, tempted to send a message, and you've talked yourself out of it. I, I would love to receive one. They do reach my heart. Anyways, enough of that. Sappy nonsense, right? Who's this guy I think he is? What a dork. Oh, chips don't just appear there. No shit. Let's move on. Let's talk about today's topic, shall we? Let's talk about... Boy, that coffee's good. Today's topic is going to be based on something somebody said to me when I was pretty new, which I've referenced on this podcast, that at the time was the most comforting thing I'd ever heard that I remembered. And it was supposedly the voice of God, whatever that power is to you, whatever you wanted to in your own mind he, she, it was the voice of that power and this is what it said don't worry if you know to look for me you've already found me don't worry if you know to look You've already found me. What a beautiful, profound, calming statement. I've thought about that too many times to count since I first heard that. And from a lot of different angles. Can you imagine if step two said, you have to fully believe that there's a power greater than you before you can move on. It doesn't say that. It says in there, you have to be willing to believe and that's enough. Can you imagine if it said, uh, no human power could relieve us of our alcoholism, but God could and would if he were found. If you find God, then he can relieve you of your alcoholism. But thank goodness it does not say that. God could and would if he were looked for. 
and seeking is different for everyone and is different for each individual at different times, different seasons in their life and sobriety and changes what that looks like. It's definitely changed so much for me. I see God in everything now. I really do. I really, truly, truly am aware of my belief that God is. is. I'm always looking for God. Where's God in this? Where's God in this? Where's God in this situation? Where's God in this interaction? I have learned that if I'm coming from fear or control, that I'm blocking the thing I'm looking for. So I take the appropriate steps that I've learned, the application of the tools that are in the big book for such things as best I can, as quickly as I can. You know, there's so many euphemisms for I'm afraid or I'm playing God. Because those those sentences are unappealing, not flattering. I'm playing God. It sounds obnoxious and incredibly arrogant and just kind of disgusting. I'm playing God right now. I'd rather say, well... You know, I'm in charge of this. I'll give you an example. I'm a secretary of a meeting right now. And fortunately, at, at the time, at this time, I don't have any fear attached to it. I don't, I'm not tripping out on who's going to lead. I'm not tripping out on whether or not people like their share or it's this or it's that or whether they show up or on time or late or I just don't I don't just out of that mentality completely God's my job is to select somebody and be present that's it trust that other people they don't need me they don't need my hands and everything I don't need it. I don't have to rest satisfaction and happiness. But I remember when I was new, I would very much worry about all those things. It was very stressful. Stress myself out about stuff. Oh my God, I just gotta, you know, what if, you know, what if, what if they don't show or what if they're late or what if they this or what if they you know, and it's just it's just didn't want to call it fear and didn't want to call it playing God but I was afraid and I was playing God and I bring that up because it prevents me from finding I can't seek God and play God 
very well at the same time. I mean, I guess I can. <laughs> I guess it happens a lot, but the point I'm trying to make is I've discovered that that's not that's not what God wants me to do. So I want to. I'm trying to grow closer to this power, and that prevents that. Boy, I really needed to find God, I thought. For a long time, I just thought I needed to... If God wasn't crystal clear and right in front of me and obvious, then I was I was failing. I was in a mad dash to find God somehow. It just wasn't... I remember one time, I was so depressed. I was sober for maybe 40 days or something. I don't remember how sober I was. I've shared about it on here. I really needed a burning bush, and I got one. Crazy story. I don't know if you heard that show. You remember it about the, I needed the job to get a new tire. I needed the tire to get a new job. And I had a really expensive, ridiculous tire for my Camaro. It was like a specialty tire. It cost like a hundred bucks at the time. And I needed a tire so I could use my car to get a job, but I needed a job to have money to get a tire. And I just didn't know what to do. And I was freaking out, freaking out, freaking out, freaking out, freaking out, crying, hysterical. Driving to a meeting on a tire with steel popping out of it. And I got to the meeting and, you know, the whole way there, I was driving to the meeting, the whole way there was like a 10, 15 minute drive, the whole way there, for some reason I'm talking out loud about all this stuff. I'm just crying and saying, you know, I need a tire, but I need a job, I need a job, I need a tire. I've said job and tire so many times. And I get to this location and I get out and there's two people who are just arriving at the same time as I am, and they both get out of their cars and talk over one another. And one of them says, do you want a job? While the other one says, does anybody need a tire? The guy pops open his trunk and he has that specialty tire that I need. For free. And then for about two years, I tried to just treat God like a vending machine, thinking that was just how it works. All I had to do was just say out loud what I needed and it would just show up. And something like that never happened again. <laughs> but it was almost like God's way of saying, okay. You know, I'm going to give this to you right now one time, but this is going to be so bizarre. You probably won't doubt me again to your heart of hearts because just it's just going to be too weird. Just keep looking for me. I'm here. 
He found me. And I was so disillusioned by that in a way, because it was like, that never happened again, and I had to, you know, learn that. I don't know. If you're looking, you found me. It's enough. Seeking is enough. It's been enough for me. I want to give a shout out to Happy Joyous and Three and uh, Sober Gratitudes Podcast. Podcast greater than yourself, the Black Rhinos. Say hello to the Canadians, Chelsea, Cass, Kelly. And uh, if you need to hear it, everything's okay. If you know to look, you're doing great. I'm telling you, if you know to look, you're doing great. If you're looking, you're on the right path. I promise. All right, no photo shoot today. Today is a day where I just oil up and get a tanning bed. So I'm going to go listen to the cars in a tanning bed for about six hours. Get ready for my shoot tomorrow. Because I feel like that's really... All right, I'll just stop. Anyways, I do not know why my life is safe. to live a life that was worth saving and I hope you'll do the same.